Hey everyone, it's Cheryl and Tony. Buckle up for this Friday morning edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. Ooh, you almost hit me. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Excellent. Two days in a row. We're not used to recording two days in a row. We haven't done this in, I don't know, like seven months or something. Yeah, it's been a while. It's crazy. All right. Uh, Let's start off with some uh, news around the Disney World Resort. Uh, Looks like the Turf Club Lounge at Saratoga Saratoga Springs has reopened. Um, They have reopened. They have reopened with a limited, very limited food menu, and their beverage selection remains unchanged. They only have five items on their menu. It's the Turf Burger, the Creamy Buffalo Chicken Dip, House-Made Cheese Pizza, House-Made Pepperoni Pizza, and House-Cut Fries. Sounds like they have all anyone could possibly want. Pretty much. They're open every day from 4 to 10. Okay. So, and I don't even, calling that five items, you know, cheese pizza to pepperoni pizza (laughs) is not that big a step up. It's really like four and a half items. Yeah, I guess. But it is open. And, uh, you know, it's funny because when we were at the 50s Primetime Cafe last week and we mentioned the menu, you know, they're, and, and we tried to substitute a salad dressing. Oh, Yeah. And, you know, we didn't want the, I don't know, what was it, like a raspberry vinegar? A ran- no, a ranch. they had ranch. They had ranch. And the other option was, well, they had a Caesar salad so they could use Caesar's dre- Caesar dressing. Right. And it was like, um, that's all the dressing you have. And they said, well, you know, with the COVID menu, <laughs> and it's like, how, how much does it take to, to stock like a raspberry vinaigrette or a yeah. oil and vinegar type of dressing? Right. So um, limited menus uh, at most of the properties now and, and right. hopefully – you know, in this post, in the post-COVID world, uh, once these vaccines are in full effect. You'll be able to get Italian dressing. You'll be able to get Italian <laughs> dressing on the side or something. Yeah. All right. In Disney Plus news, they have reached a new subscription high. That's right. As of December 2nd, they are at 86.8 million subscribers. That's a lot of subscribers. That's gigantic. And the big news is that as of March 2021, they will be increasing their price by $1 a month to $7.99. Oh, boy. Good thing we bought our year ahead. Good thing we bought in three years ahead at $5 a month. (laughs) So we win. Yay, we win. All right. Since uh, Disney Plus is doing so well, that's probably the reason why the Disney stock is doing so well. It has reached an all-time highest closing price today. That's right. They reached a closing price of $154.43 per share. Um, so that uh, that's good news. After hours trading, it actually jumped up to $161 a share. A lot of this uh, uptick is due to the fact that there were multiple announcements made during the Investor Day 2020 presentation. And, uh, you know, tied into that was the Disney Plus 86.8 million subscribers and all sorts of that news. So good news if you're a shareholder like me. Yeah, it's interesting that they're doing so well considering, you know, they have a bunch of their parks closed and it just uh, really speaks to the fact that Disney is not just the parks. Right. And they couldn't be just the parks. If they were just the parks, they'd be done by now. Right. Well. They, right. You know, they, they'd have foreclosed and everything would be for sale. <laughs> I don't know if that's necessarily true, but they would definitely not be in a great financial place. Okay. The Orlando International Airport is going to begin offering on-site COVID testing later this month. That's good news. They are later this month. They will begin testing in December. Uh, testing in December, uh, the Greater Orlando Aviation Authority has approved a plan to set up a COVID nineteen testing clinic. Uh, this is in collaboration with Advent Health Centricare, and it will be part of the concession program and will be located pre security on the airport's third level. 
Good. So you don't have to be a flyer. The intention is to get people tested prior to leaving Orlando. Right. But I guess you could also get it after you arrive in Orlando. Right. Either way. Yeah. We so. um we just took advantage of something similar at LaGuardia Airport um, a couple days ago. Hopefully, it'll be a little more comfortable to have done in the Orlando International Airport. Right. In LaGuardia, they have you on the first level of a parking garage in the freezing cold with it snowing outdoors. Yeah, that was not fun. No, we could not feel our fingers or our toes, but we got our test results back and we're negative, so I guess it's worth it. Yes. All right. Um, and then we have a bunch of Investors Day news. Yeah, there was a ton, a ton of Investors Day news uh, coming out of uh, the Investors Day event today. And we are going to give it to you as soon as I bring the story up. So we'll make small talk for a second. Uh, this is all stuff related to basically entertainment news, right? Yes. It's like no park stuff. Yeah, they didn't do any parks. They were all streaming or television slash movie related uh, entertainment segments. Uh, they consider this the direct to consumer market. Uh, so there was nothing about Adventures by Disney, nothing about Disney Cruise Line, nothing about the theme parks. This was all entertainment. Um, so a bunch of first looks were uh, debuted this evening. Okay. Uh, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, we got a look at the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, which is going to be debuting in March of uh, this year. I'm uh, sorry, 2021. Uh, Loki, we got to look at Loki, which is going to premiere in uh, May of 2021. And these are what shows? These are, uh, yes, these are series. Okay, so Plus. like, you know, half hour piece hour, type things. Kind of like The Mandalorian. Okay. Anywhere from 45 minutes to an hour. Um. We also heard uh, that Marvel Studios will officially not recast the role of T'Challa in Black Panther 2. So that is good news. Did they say what they're going to do? They did not. It's going to be a surprise, of course. Um, The Fantastic Four film was announced. That's big news. Those are Marvel. That is Marvel's first family. Mm -hmm. Um, They're kind of royalty. Uh, They've been left out for a while um, out of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So it's good to see them in. Uh, we got a final trailer for WandaVision, which uh, is on our site already. Mm-hmm. So that is good news. Um, the Marvel Cinematic Universe also announced, uh, well, they had a first look at the Ms. Marvel series, which was pretty cool. Um, and I know you get bored by all of this stuff. So bored. They did not announce anything about Black Widow. Uh, they did have a sizzle reel for What If, which is the animated series. It kind of gives alternate timelines. Uh, the big one, the first one is where, what if Sharon Carter became Captain America and Steve Rogers ran S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm-hmm. So it's it's kind of a, you know, what if scenario. And yep. it actually uses the voice talent for the actual actors and actresses. That's nice. Which was uh, pr- uh, pretty cool to me. Um, and then they announced a whole bunch of series. Coming to Disney Plus, Secret Invasion, Armor Wars, Iron Heart, um, I Am Groot, The Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special. Ooh. Uh, so that is pretty exciting news uh, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, you know, it can never get enough uh, Marvel content uh, in my life. Um, and then looking outside of Marvel, uh, we have some Pixar series, um, Doug Days, Cars. Uh, and a big mystery to me is Lightyear, which is a show related to the origins of Buzz Lightyear. 
And in a move that I think is a little questionable is they've changed the voice actor for Buzz Lightyear. Uh, they've gotten rid of Tim Allen, and he is being replaced by Chris Evans. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, I don't know why you would do that. You know, Buzz uh, has kind of had that iconic voice, and I just don't see Chris Evans having that same, you know, tone or no. cadence. And I don't understand, unless Tim Allen won't do it anymore, I don't think, they're not like, I would think that they would have maybe traded down if, if they'd gone with like more of an unknown actor, I would have kind of understood because then it would be like, oh, Tim Allen, you know, doesn't want to do it anymore. He wants too much money for it. So we're going to move to this other, you know, B-list actor. But obviously right. Chris Evans isn't a B-list actor. No. So I don't know why they would want to be using him instead. Yeah. Very interesting. And then out of the Walt Disney Animation Studios, uh, we have Raya and the Last Dragon, which will not be solely a theatrical release. It will be getting a dual release on Disney+. Plus. And then the following uh, will have shows on Disney+. Plus. Baymax is getting his own show. Zootopia Plus and Tiana and Moana are getting their own shows. And then uh, Encanto... Uh, is going to be the Walt Disney uh, Company's 60th animated film release coming out in 2021. And that is a Colombian story uh, based on a magical family who live in a magical house. So that is good stuff. And then Disney live action. Uh, live action does include both uh, live action with people and live action, you know, kind of like they did with The Lion King. Uh, we've got the Jungle Cruise movie coming up uh, next year that was delayed from 2020. We have a prequel to The Lion King, uh, not the animated movie, but the live action one that came out uh, two years ago. Okay. Uh, Little Mermaid, which we've known about for a while. Uh, Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers, which is going to be a hybrid live action <laughs> CGI movie. Mm. Um you know, I feel like they've done that. Well, I guess uh, I'm thinking Alvin and the Chipmunks, but I guess Disney's done it with uh, G-Force. G-Force, very, very similar. Uh, big news is that Pinocchio, which has been rumored for a while, uh, is coming to Disney Plus and will star Tom Hanks as Geppetto, which uh, I think is is pretty big. I guess. It's just such a, I don't know, such a bad movie to me. I really don't like Pinocchio. I'm sure they're going to do a good job with it and it'll probably change my mind, but in its current state, not a fan of the Pinocchio story. No. All right. Uh, there will be a Peter Pan and Wendy live action movie. And you might enjoy this. Enchanted is getting a sequel called Disenchanted. I do love Enchanted. Yeah, a good movie. Uh, Sister Act 3 will be coming to Disney+. Plus, and then Cruella, uh, starring Emma Roberts, uh, which we've mentioned before, is a live action theatrical release. Yeah, I feel like we've been waiting for that one for a while. Yep. Um, also coming to Disney Plus, Hocus Pocus 2, finally confirmed. Uh, Three Men and a Baby starring Zac Efron. Um, Cheaper by the Dozen, Diary of a Wimpy Kid, uh, Ice Age, Adventures of Buck Wild, and Night at the Museum will be getting the uh, movie treatment uh, okay. from Disney uh, Plus. So that is good. And then Disney Television Studios uh, will be bringing us Disney the Mighty Ducks Game Changers. Uh, Turner and Hooch, a remake of the Tom Hanks movie. Oh, that one was so good. And the Mystery Mysterious Benedict Society, which we had a little story about a few weeks ago, which is going to be a mini series uh, based on a bunch of kids who go to a boarding school and solve mysteries. Uh, if there's a big dog who likes Scooby Snacks, then we know uh, <laughs> that they've stolen it from someone. Right. 
Uh, but I think the the big news from this investors meeting was the Lucasfilm content. Um, joining The Mandalorian on Disney+, Plus, we're going to have a few new shows uh, and some familiar friends joining us. Um, Rangers of the New Republic is going to be one of these new shows. Uh, Ashoka, um, I'm sorry, Ahsoka, uh, also known as Ahsoka Tano, who is a Jedi, will be getting her own show on Disney+. Plus. Ooh, she has white lightsabers. She does. She does. <laughs> and uh, there was a new show coming called Andor, which is the adventures of Cassian Andor, who you may, you may remember as um, starring in Rogue One. Uh, now, he died at the end of Rogue One. So uh, this is obviously a prequel mm-hmm. uh, with, of some of his adventures. Uh, finally confirmed is Obi-Wan Kenobi, uh, which will be coming to Disney+. And it was announced that Hayden Christensen uh, will be reprising his role as Darth Vader. In okay. the series, this will be set about ten years after uh, Episode Three, uh, the Bad Batch, which is an animated series about some stormtroopers coming to Disney Plus. Star Wars Visions, uh, which is a new series um, in the Star Wars realm, is coming. Uh, this is going to be an anime series. Uh, so, if you enjoy anime, uh, this is the uh, this is a show for you. I'm not necessarily a fan of anime. Uh, Lando, Lando Calrissian, will be getting his own show on Disney+. Plus. The Acolyte, uh, which is uh, a new show uh, coming to Disney+. Plus. A, the, a Droid Story, uh, which is about droids coming to Disney+. Plus. Um, I'm falling asleep over here. I'm sorry. I know. Willow, a Ugh. sequel to Willow, no. will be coming Ugh. to Disney+. Plus. Um, Indiana Jones 5 has started pre-production starring Harrison Ford. Uh, will be a theatrical release. And then it was announced today that Patty Jenkins, the director of both Wonder Woman and Wonder Woman 84, Mm -hmm. will be directing Star Wars Rogue Squadron. Okay. um, Which is a story of rebel pilots. And a very interesting trailer uh, where she tied in the the fact that she's directing this movie to uh, her father, who was in fact an F-4 fighter pilot. Oh, cool. Um, and how she, you know, would wake up every morning and watch his squadron leave and, and you know, how this ties into uh, her wanting to direct a film like this. Mm-hmm. So that is all good news. Um, and then the last piece that I have here is that Thor, Love and Thunder, has added Christian Bale to the cast as Gore the God Butcher. Oh, fabulous. <laughs> so it uh, looks like Gore the God Butcher will be coming after Thor. Fabulous. Yeah. So uh, that's all the entertainment news out of uh, the Investor's Day today. Mm-hmm. So if uh, you haven't been thoroughly bored by entertainment news today, um, we will bore you now with our trip details. So this is kind of like if you came to our house and we made you <laughs> sit through uh, some video or our pictures, which we generally only get to do to our in-laws. Yep. Uh, so you get to join us on a recap of our COVID-19 December 2020 trip to Disney. Yeah, it was a good trip. Uh, We flew down on Saturday morning out of LaGuardia. We were in by 9.30, and we chose Epcot that day because it didn't open until 11. Um, We didn't check into our resort. We went straight to the parks, had no problems with our magic bands working. You know, everything was all checked in. They scanned right through. Uh, We were in the park a little after 11. Probably by 10 after 11, quarter after 11. Yeah. Um, I would say as far as attendance in the parks – they felt pretty full. 
I mean, nowhere near like what they felt like, you know, on a very busy day in Epcot pre-COVID. But, you know, it didn't feel sparse. I mean, there was a right. good number of people there. The lines were were long. There were long waits for most everything. That was because partially of the social distancing, especially on the actual rides, trying to leave spaces mm-hmm. uh, between rows can can slow things down, you know, make the line doesn't move too quickly. Right. And, and I think it gets a little crazy because... Uh, when you're in Epcot, you know, you're in these pavilions and specifically the land. We went to the land as our first pavilion and we walked up the hill and we walked right in and we decided to look and see what was going on with Soren. So, you know, everybody, there's 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 one path in and we followed that path down and we walked past the Awesome Planet uh, film and then we walked past uh, <laughs> Living with the Land because they were cleaning the boats and there was a bit of a backup so we walked over to Soren, and the wait was 60 minutes and we didn't feel like waiting 60 minutes. So we decided we would go check out Awesome Planet because the show was getting ready to start. Well, because there's one path in, we yeah. now had to walk back up to the exit and then come back in the front way and go down to the Awesome Planet entrance. Yeah, you had to make a big circle. Which was cool. But then when we finally finished up in the pavilion, we walked outside and the pavilion has a maximum capacity. Right. And that capacity had been exceeded and the line to get in extended all the way down the hill and then turned left towards uh, the seas with Nemo and friends. So, you know, it does get it does get busy. And I, but I was just shocked to see how long that line actually was. And I'm sure it moves fast. But I think that's the thing about going during all this COVID stuff that maybe some people don't understand is that you're not just waiting in line for attractions. You're waiting in line for food for every kind of snack. These are long lines. And you're sometimes you're waiting in line just to get into a building. You're waiting in line to get into a shop. It's not a long time, but you can't just decide uh, at the end of the night that you're going to pop into the uh, confectionery and grab a, a caramel right. apple on your way out. No. You're that when we left um well, you weren't with me, but when we left the Magic Kingdom on our last night, uh, the line for the confectionery went all the way down to the end of Main Street and wrapped around into the backstage area where they take you back when you start the trick-or-treating. Uh-huh. All the way around the back of of there. There had to be 50 people in line right. waiting to get in. Yeah. Once like, you get in, there's hardly anybody in there right. and you move through quickly and it's great. But um, but yeah, so people who are thinking of going, you do have to understand that there is a lot of waiting in lines. Right. And the thing is, for, for every 60 feet, that's only 10 people or 10 parties. Right. right. Uh, you know, because of social distancing. So it looks long, but it does move fast, like Cheryl said. Yep. So we hit a few things in Epcot. Um, there's not there's not a ton to do in Epcot. I thought that it would be less than less to do than there was. I mean, we stayed busy. We got there almost to opening and we stayed till the very end. And, and there was still stuff we hadn't done. Right. There were still things we hadn't done. We um, So we did Living with the Land. We did uh, Soren at the end of the night. Yeah. We went over to the World Showcase because I wanted, I love the fish and chips over there. So we had lunch out that way. Tony and the girls tried the barbecue in America, which was kind of eh. Yeah. I wasn't, wasn't, wasn't great. necessarily impressed with it, but I'm not a big barbecue aficionado. And then we decided to wait in line for Frozen. Uh, our previous experience had been that lines were about half of what they said they were. So if it said it was a 70-minute wait, you were probably in and out in 35 or 40 minutes. 
So uh, the frozen line said it was... I believe 70 to 80 minutes. Yeah, 70 or 80 minutes. We were like, all right. Uh, yeah, 80 minutes. We got in the line figuring, well, it's not going to be that long. It took every second of that 80 minutes. Yeah, the, the frozen line extended all the way through Norway and wrapped around the China Pavilion. We didn't care, though. I think especially because it was our first day, we were just happy to be in Disney. Right. And, uh, you know, the lines do move. It's sort of like a game. They have spacers every six feet. So, you know, you're, you're always kind of moving your next six feet and watching for your line and trying not to be over it. Um, so, yeah, good day at Epcot. The next day we did. Well, we also did what? We did test track. Mm-hmm. Um, we did the frozen ride. We left for a little bit to ride the Skyliner. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we did jump out for a little bit. But then we came back. We had dinner at. Uh, Via Napoli. Via Napoli. Again. Eh. Yeah. Uh, you it was know, all com- right. Coming from the New Haven, Connecticut area where they're, you know, ranked number one in the country for pizza, uh, expecting a little better pizza than what I got. But, you know, bad, bad pizza for me is still better pizza than most people even experience. I guess. So, um, yeah, it wasn't great. Been a little better. But, but it was fine. Um, do what else did we do there? Oh, we did uh, Spaceship Earth. Did you say that? We did. I did not. We did spaceship. We did uh, Nemo and Friends, but we didn't have any time to look in um, the Living Seas. We were right. pretty much that was the, that end, was the end of the, of the night, night for us. So we had a nice day at Epcot. Following day, we went to Animal Kingdom. Um, that was our that was our roughest day. Yeah, it was just hard to get things done there. Lines were really long. There's not a lot of attractions in um, the Animal Kingdom, and a lot of the attractions that there are were closed because there's no shows. Right. And that's a lot of what makes up mm-hmm. Animal Kingdom. You know, there's no, they have that that Nemo stage show. Yeah. Um, that's not running. Festival the, of the Festival Lion, of the Lion King running. wasn't running. The bird show's not running. So there's a lot that isn't happening. And then when you go through the, um, the walkthroughs, so like the Tiger Trail Maharaja and- Jungle Trek and the Gorilla, Gorilla Walk. Right. It's a lot of keep on moving. You know, they've got people in the areas and where people used to gather and like they would tell you about the animals. Now it's like, okay, keep it moving, keep it moving, especially for the really popular animals. Uh, you know, when you go in to look at the gorillas that are right up there against the glass, you, it was not, you could not stop. It was I have mean, your camera out so you can take a picture as you walk by. Yeah, like I've stayed there 10, 15 minutes watching Absolutely. gorillas. Yeah. And now you can't, you can't do that. No. Um, so the lines for the things that you could do were quite long. We didn't wait hardly at all for the safari just because of our timing. Mm-hmm. Um, we got in the um, Avatar Flight of Passage Flight of Passage ride right from the beginning. Uh, waited about an hour for it, which was fine. Um, but we could never get on Nav- Navi River. Every time we went by, it was seventy minutes, and the line just and didn't it just move. wasn't moving. And who's waiting seventy minutes for that ride? Right. Um, we at the end of the night we saved some time to go on dinosaur, but we had dining reservations after, and uh, we ran over there thinking it was going to be quick. This was late. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, an hour and a half before closing. It was what six o'clock, six thirty, and uh, the line just all the way out the door, wrapping around. So we had trouble with Animal Kingdom. It's probably the park I would skip if um, if I was going again during these COVID times. I think I would. You know, it's fine. I just did it, so I think. I'd be done with that one for a while. 
Um, then we did Hollywood Studios the last day. You want to talk a little bit about that? Because that was your big um, park that sure. you were excited about. Sure. The park opened at 10, but we were up at a uh, little before 7 a.m. to get our boarding passes for Rise of the Resistance, which we did get. Woo! Uh, very excited. Who got it? Uh, Lily got it. Mm-hmm. All four of us were trying. Lily managed to snag the reservation, so uh, kudos to her. Uh, an extra $5 in her allowance <laughs> this week. Um, but we did get it. Uh, and then we we got there for, well, we thought we were getting there for <laughs> uh, rope drop. 10 o'clock opening. 10 o'clock. Uh, come to find out the park had changed hours to 9 o'clock. And that's one thing I learned is, you know, and if you listen to our show, you've heard us go through, you know, Disney has announced these hours changes. And uh, the one thing we didn't really look at while we were down there were hour, were, were, were park hour changes. And what ended up happening was on our Hollywood Studios Day, they ended opening up at 9. And then our Magic Kingdom Day, when they were scheduled to close at 10, they ended up closing at 8. So they did change some stuff on the fly. Um, we did get there a little after 9. Uh, we jumped right into the Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway Ride, which, you know, I wasn't expecting much. Uh, I was impressed with what I saw, but I still kind of missed the great movie ride. So... Um, the thing about that ride is the ride vehicles are not like they were for the great movie ride. So I went in expecting to still have the same vehicles. They're not. They're two rows. Well, you think they are. What? Because they look like the same vehicles. Well, they don't. What are you talking about? They totally look like the old ride vehicles. I don't know what he's talking about. Anyway, they're two. There's two rows. Oh, it looks like sort of like a train. With like, um, I think like four sections. Each section has two rows in it. They have plexiglass between the two rows. So um, when you go, we were in the second of of a little car. So we were behind plexiglass. Uh, when later in the night, Isabel and I actually rode it again and we requested to be in one of the front parts of one of the little cars. Totally different experience that you didn't get to experience, Tony. There's so many things that you don't see when you're behind that plexiglass. Mm -hmm. So I highly suggest anybody who's going who hasn't been on it before, um, if you end up riding it behind the plexiglass, take time to ride it again so that you can be up in the front without that in front of you because it's a lot easier to sort of see what's going on. I think once you've ridden it without the plexiglass in front of you and you know what the storyline is and you sort of know what's going on, it's no big deal, you know, to have the plexiglass there. But for that first time... You really do need an unobstructed view. Okay. Okay. Uh, what else did we do there? What else did we do? Uh, we walked over into Galaxy's Edge. Yes. We we tried some blue milk. Mm-hmm. Uh, I built a lightsaber you at Savi's workshop, which mm-hmm. was exciting. On the wait list, I didn't have reservations. So towards right. the end of the night, I was called. Uh, we rode Star Tours. Uh, you rode... We did the other Star Wars ride. Uh, we rode the Smuggler's Run, mm-hmm. Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run. Yep. You did uh, Rock and Roller Coaster with uh, our friends. Yep. Uh, while I sat out. And ate a Mickey bar. And ate a Mickey bar with my friend uh, Amelia. <laughs> um, we had lunch at 50s Primetime, which is not one of my favorites, but we had a really good experience there. We had a very good waiter. Yes, our waiter Lou from Morocco was amazing. He was really good. And the food was really good. Yeah. Once again, a limited menu. It was a very cold December day. Uh, I was looking forward to a chicken pot pie and uh, no chicken pot pie on the menu. Mm-hmm. Um, but the sampler platter did just fine. 
Uh, we also checked out the new uh, Mickey attraction, the Mickey Vacation Fun uh, short film. Um, we did the Toy Story. We rode Slinky Dog. We did uh, Buzz Lightyear. Not Buzz Lightyear. Toy Story Midway Mania. Um, we tried the Blue Milk. Well, the girls tried the Blue Milk in Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, Alien Swirling Saucers, I think, was the only thing in Toy Story Land we didn't do. We didn't do. Um, I was impressed with the restrooms in Galaxy's Edge because it was the only restroom that actually had warm water coming out nice. of the spigots. And you needed it that day. It was yeah, cold. Yeah, it, it was very cold. Uh, we got to do a little shopping, walk through the emporiums. Uh, yeah, it was a nice day. That was a really nice day. And then our the last day, um, Lily and I stayed behind because she had some work to do. She actually logged on for school. But Isabel and Tony went to the Magic Kingdom for the day, uh, got to ride pretty much everything, right? How were, how were your lines? Lines were not bad. Like, like we said earlier, lines were pretty much at half of what they were saying. Okay. Um, Haunted Mansion line, longest I've ever seen it. Uh, actually went through the whole Haunted Mansion queue, down through the uh, 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 riverboat queue, uh, and then back all the way onto the dock that's over by Tom Sawyer Island. Okay. So it was the longest. No, we, that was after we got off of it. We joined it on a shorter part of the queue. Um, but the, the line was was super long. But there's no wait. So it's a really long line. But because it's an omni mover, right. you never stop. Yeah. You just walk this really long path. Yeah, they're not doing the stretching room component anymore. So it's just a, you know, like Cheryl said, it's an omni mover. So those cars keep moving. The line keeps moving. Right. Uh, so you never really stop, which is nice. Uh, we rode Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. The line for that was maybe 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we rode Splash Mountain with about a 10-minute wait. That was pretty good. Um, we Pinocchio was a uh, Pinocchio was I'm not, Pinocchio. not Pinocchio. Peter Pan. Uh, Peter Pan was probably a 15-minute wait, uh, which which wasn't really bad. Um, we rode the Speedway. That was maybe a 10-minute wait. Mm-hmm. Uh, Buzz Lightyear was a 20-minute wait. Uh, that queue actually went in through the left floor okay. uh, queue, mm-hmm. uh, which which I thought was odd. We rode Carousel of Progress. There was a small wait for that, but that's only because, you know, it, it takes a while for the uh, theater to move around it really and to load is, in. It j- has just so much to do with how people have to be seated. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's the kind of thing where they're individual cars... You know, it doesn't matter as much. How were they loading Buzz Lightyear? Was it every car? Every other. Okay, so that's where they're really losing out on that because they're so conne- they're so close and connected. Yeah. And, and, and but still, once again, that's an omni mover. So, but it, it's only half. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Whereas Haunted Mansion with the big backs on it, there's no concern of right. people behind you breathing or mm-hmm. whatever getting droplets on you. Um, so uh, we rode Little Mermaid. That was uh, you know once again an omni mover, very quick. I think they were loading every... Yeah, they were loading every car because there were people in front of us and behind us. Small World is typically really bad. How was that when you were there? Uh, I did not ride Small World. Long long line? Uh, long line back into the Tangled Bathroom. Yeah, those section. they only do... I think they just do like front row, back row. They and that's skipped what they did. so many middle that's rows. That's what they did with Pirates. Uh, I think Isabel and I were in the front row and then there was one other family on board and there's what, five, six rows yeah. on, on those boats? yeah. Um, so that was, that was a bit, a bit harsh. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, all in all a good day, we got to see some character cavalcades, uh, actually in all of the parks, but the cavalcades and the flotillas. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I didn't really see any cavalcades in Epcot when we were there. Or in Hollywood Studios. Did you see anything in Hollywood Studios? I saw, Studios? yeah, I saw Santa and I saw Mickey. Oh. Uh, come by. We saw, I saw Mickey, coaster. you saw the Santa thing without me mm-hmm. there. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it was a very nice trip. You know, they're different trips, but they're definitely worth taking. If you're a person who's gone at least a few times to Disney, it's definitely worth going right now. And I have to say, the ease of the testing when you get back really makes it very doable. I mean, we were, I know Bradley um, also has testing in the airport. LaGuardia had it. It seems like most of them do. It was a rather unpleasant experience just because of how cold it was out. But, you know, if it had been a nicer day, it really wasn't that big a deal. It didn't take that long. Um, And then there's also the options of these, uh, you know, instant read places, basically, where, you know, 40 minutes after you have your test, you have your results. And uh, those, with you know, work out to be free. They Your insurance covers them. So, you know, don't let it keep you from going away. You know, come back, leave yourself a couple of days from work and, um, you know, get yourself tested. But if you can get down there, do it. It's really, it's it's just nice to be there. Yeah. And then um, Disney Springs, we went there. Mm-hmm. Uh, crowds were a little heavier. Yeah. Um, you know, no matter where we were, whether we were in the parks or the crowds, Disney had a good handle on uh, keeping masks on people. Uh, numerous times I saw them, you know, reminding people that their mask had slid down a little bit. Uh, so they were very, uh, very into that. People were really, I mean, at Disney, people were really good about it. I saw very few people with their noses out. I saw almost no one with their mask not on at all. Right. Um, even in Disney Springs, you know, when walking around Disney Springs, there were a few people with, you know, their masks below their noses. But, you know, these are people walking, you know, they're a decent distance away from you. They're not on top of you. You're not waiting in a line with them. Um, And then we had said we weren't going to do anything offsite at all. I think you ran to a Walgreens Mm -hmm. one night. um, And then we went to go pick up food at um, Fuddruckers one night. But going inside to go pick it up and looking around, there were plenty of tables far apart from each other. And we did decide to sit in there and eat. You know, nobody around, the few people that were, you know, had their masks on when they were, you know, not at their table. Um, you know, it was it was fine. I would say the only time I didn't feel super safe was on our flight, um, on our flight on the way back on Southwest. There was a couple and ch- and with two children who sat across the aisle from each other and just did not keep their masks up. It was always either under their nose or under both their nose and mouth, especially when they were trying to talk to their kids across the aisle so that their kids could see their mouth. They had their mask pulled all the way down while they shouted across the aisle. So didn't love that. But I would say that was the only time that I felt, you know, irritated by the lack of uh, respect for the mask rule. Right. Yeah. So. But overall, a very good experience. Excellent. I'm yes. glad, we, glad we did it. Yes. So. All right. So that's it. I hope you enjoyed our recap. If you'd like to come over and see some pictures or some video <laughs> from the trip, you're more than welcome to. Or we could even do it on a Zoom call. Yeah, fun. Uh, but uh, until Monday, I'm Tony. And I'm Cheryl. And you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time Podcast. <laughs> <laughs>